and celebrate Father's Day. I wouldn't rather be anywhere else than with you to celebrate Father's Day. Amen? Amen. So um, we're so excited about that. That video was great. <laughs> that was really good. I'm trying to get my mind back together. That was, that was really good. That was a good one. That was a really great one. So we're so excited. Uh, Ray um, is under the weather today, so she, uh, she didn't want to be coughing over everybody, so she stayed in today. So just keep her in prayer. And Sister Gail's home from the hospital as well. So keep her in prayer as well. Amen. So we're going to keep the body in prayer. Amen. Knowing that God is in control and God is doing some awesome things and amazing things. And um, she pushed it. This week we, we celebrated 15 years of marriage. Yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. And uh, I'm so thankful for her. I mean, there's no way I would be anywhere close to where I am today if she was not right by my side. Yeah, I, I love her. That's right. <laughs> From my soul, you know. And I thank God every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't look at her and say, I'm so glad I married you. And um, I told him this morning on the way out the door the same thing. I'm so glad I married you. And so I'm thankful for her. And um, she's a true gift, not just to the me, but to the body of Christ. She really is. She really is. She may not say too much, but she packs a power punch when she does. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm excited about that. So we celebrated 15 years. And we, we were in Manhattan, actually. Uh, a, friend of ours, a friend of ours works for the Marriott and gave us a treat of a night out. And we're eating. And, of course, the boys are, like, blowing up her phone. Like, you know, just untold drama just untold. And I said, it's just one night. They just can't leave us alone for one night. You know, so even though the boys weren't physically there, they were there. You know, they were definitely every aspect there. So uh, it was really, <laughs> so the day, you know, uh, was supposed to end later on that next day, but we just said, you know, if they're going to blow up our phone, might as well go home and just let them blow up our phone at home, right? But uh, it's so good. It's, it's good. 15 years, and it's been a quick 15 years, and I'm so thankful for her. Amen. And so, um, and then uh, this week, we will be finally fully relocating to Philly. So that's going to be a phenomenal thing. Fully, 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 fully. So, yes, praise the Lord is right. <laughs> so you all know what a journey that has been. And how we have walked this out open and exposed. <laughs> you know, some journeys you can't walk out in private. Some journeys God wants you to be the example uh, of what faithfulness is and what it sounds like and what it looks like. And I pray that we have been that example for you. If I haven't been it to you, I've been it to myself. So <laughs> walking that journey, you know. Um, but we thank God that he opened up that door this week. And so um, the kids are excited. Ray's excited. Uh, we're excited that you're excited. And uh, now, now, as Laura said last week, now she says, we're in trouble now. I said, yes, you are. I said, yes, you are. My game face is on. It is time to roll. All right, it's time to roll. So uh, we're excited uh, to do that, and, and we just know that God has great things for our church and for our church family. And uh, Peter is here with us today. We thank God Peter is amazing. He's, uh, he's on his way to uh, Uganda for two months, 
And he said, I had to stop by RCC this morning before I go and disappear for two months. Uh, and so, you know, he, he's been texting me for the last, he probably thought I was missing an action, kidnapped or something. And I just say, Peter, I was in transition. That's all, I was in transition. And uh, when he comes back, we're going we're gonna to hit the ground running. Uh, so he's ready. He has a heart for our church. Um, and I'm so thankful for Peter. Let's give Peter a great big hand clap. He's just amazing. Uh, for those of you that, that don't know Peter, Peter spoke at our first uh, new members class. And um, he actually is from London, from our home church, Bishop Francis. And he relocated here to New York. He thought it was going to be for a little while. Uh, and he's been here. How many years you been here now? Nine years in the States. Um, it happens, yes. <laughs> it happens. Um, uh, with Metro Ministries, uh, which is just a phenomenal ministry in Brooklyn that I can't, words can't even express what they do. Um, and so when he gets back, we're going to go on a little tour. We're going to take some people from RCC on a tour of what Peter does. And I promise you, your life will be changed forever. Rick and I spent a day with him. Uh, <laughs> this is like the year before last. And my background was, uh, was in, I was a youth pastor. So I understood we had a, back in New York, had an extremely robust youth ministry. And um, I thought I was doing something until I hung out with Peter. I was like, I am not doing anything. I said, this guy is a beast. And uh, I mean, they, they, they do something called sidewalk ministry. And Peter is the pastor down in Chinatown. I mean, you think about it. I mean, uh, Chinatown, right? It's like amazing. And you saw all these Asian kids walk up to Peter. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. The parents in love with Peter. Now, I'm going to say this. I could be blunt. Peter is black. I don't know if you knew. He's a black man, right? And when, when, when I saw all these Asian kids hugging him, loving him, the kingdom knows no color. See, that, that, that just proves it. It knows no color. It knows nothing. It just knows love. People need to see love. And the love that I saw him demonstrate to that community and the hundreds of kids that, that come every single week because he passes them, goes door to door, is amazing. So I'm excited. He has a heart for Philadelphia. He wants to see our church succeed. And I'm glad that he has that heart. Amen. So, Peter, we thank you for being here, man. Really do. Really do. He encouraged us. We were standing over there. He says, I'm just going to take a picture today because when God takes you guys to where I know you, he's going to take you. People need to see the before and after. I said, well, today's a good day to do the picture. If there ever was a day. We had a decent crowd last week. Today's a good day to do that picture, Peter. I just want you to know that. This is a great before shot, right? Right, Mother Beth? This is great. So I had to get that out there. I just had to get, thank you very much. So he encouraged my heart while I was there. All right, so let's jump into the message today. <laughs> I have a good one planned for you today. I want to finish this. I mean, this, 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 this message of uh, the Holy Spirit, our governor, uh, unfortunately, it's kind of dark on that screen, but it says the Holy Spirit, our governor, uh, it's really been massaging my heart. I mean, it really, really, really has. Um, in this concept of the role of the Holy Spirit in our life, uh, the role of the Holy Spirit in our Christian walk is critical. I think more now than ever to me. I think it's more important now than ever. Uh, and so this all stemmed from our Pentecost um, 
message that we have started on June 4th where we talked about Pentecost and uh, the role of the Holy Spirit uh, in the church today. And so uh, if you have the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray that God refill you with the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray that God give you the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, because he gives the Holy Spirit without measure. I mean, so think about that. Without measure, you have the access to the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you that I, wouldn't, I, I would not be as strong as I am if it were not for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life. So let's, I, 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 and this is going to get good. I'm, I'm excited about this today. So uh, the, the concept, and I read this last week, the concept of the kingdom is rooted in the desire of the creator to design and sustain both the unseen and the seen realms in order to express, represent, and manifest his nature. That's important. And then I think I put that in the newsletter I sent out this week. I try to give you as much as I can. Um, the concept of the kingdom is rooted in the desire of the creator to design and sustain both the unseen and the seen realms in order to express represent and manifest his nature. And then uh, lastly, before I jump into some new stuff, we defined what a kingdom was, right? The kingdom is the governing authority and influence of a sovereign ruler who impacts his territory through, one, his will, two, his purpose, three, his intentions. So the king impacts a territory through his will, his purpose and his intentions, his will, purpose, and intentions are manifested through the culture, lifestyle, and quality of its citizens. That is key. So if you are a child of God under the rulership of, king, of, of the King Jesus, then it ought to be affected in your culture, your lifestyle, and your quality of life ought to be better. Amen. It ought to represent where you come from. That makes sense to you? Amen. So if you are in another country, uh, I've traveled overseas, and they always tell you to make sure you know where the U.S. embassy is, especially if you're going into like a third world or uh, 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 an undeveloped country. They say make sure you know where the embassy is. And the first thing they tell you is if you get in trouble, go straight to the embassy, right? Because their job is to protect you as a citizen on foreign territory. Man. Trying not to get happy too early. I'm trying to just slow it down. Uh, 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 their job is to make sure if you are on foreign soil, they are to protect the citizens that are in that country that represent the country where they're from. And so if anything goes down, you get to the U.S. Embassy, there may be people who are trying to get in from the harm that's going on, but they're not a citizen of that country. So when you say that you are saved and you are born again, you, you're not just saying, I go to church. You are saying, I am a citizen, says to be of the kingdom of God. Are you understanding me? So look at the scripture in the book of Genesis we looked at last week. I love the scripture, Genesis 1, 26 through 28 out of the Message Bible. And here it is, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image Make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish the sea of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself. Watch this. He says, 
They must be made in our nature because if they are not in our nature, they don't have the ability to be responsible for the earth. Okay? Do you see that? Without activating your God nature, you don't have the ability to be responsible for earth itself. He said, they must reflect our nature so they, they must reflect our nature so they can be responsible for it. Because if they're not in my nature, if they're not reflecting my nature, that they don't have the capacity or the, uh, or the wherewithal to manage the entire earth. So understand this. When we see all the pollution, all the crazy things going on, it's because people are trying to manage outside the nature of God's. Ah, oh, come on. They're trying to manage in some other nature but not reflecting the nature of God. And only in the nature of God do you have the intelligence, the capacity, the ability to manage and take care of earth itself. Gosh. So I, I, I don't try to be anybody else. I want to be who God made me to be. Amen? Because when I, when I am that, I can take care of earth itself. And every animal that moves upon the face of the earth, God created human beings. He created them godlike. Reflecting God's nature. He created them male, female. God blessed them. This is what he blessed them. This is called, you may want to write this down, the blessing covenant. The blessing covenant. He told them to prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. Prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. I mean, Genesis 1, 26 through 28, to me, sums up Lisa the entire Bible. I mean, th this is what the rest of the Bible, verse Genesis 1.29, all the way to the last verse in Revelations, to me, is to put this plan into action. That's it. Everything else is just, you know, accommodating this. But to me, this is what it is. From the Old Testament covenant to Moses to all the tabernacles was a picture of Christ coming to redeem man so that he can fulfill his God nature purpose. That's what it was. That's what it was. And so, and so, so we can focus on a lot of stuff, right? But he says, that's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom, gosh, and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. You worried about stuff. God says, focus on my kingdom, and the kingdom is responsible for taking care of you and your stuff. Amen. That is the kingdom responsibility. Its job is to do that. So you just got to, like, like they were saying, you got to be patient because he's in the waiting. You just got to be patient. If anybody knows about patience, I think you can all attest. I know about patience. I think I have gotten an A in patience and proved that I understand patience. Why? Because I know that he has the perfect plan for the perfect me. And if I rush to get out of his plan, it's going to be disastrous. So here it is, Genesis 1, 26 to 28. God gives us his layout of his plan. Watch this, and I love the scripture in Psalms 115 and 16. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. That just confirms what he said in Genesis chapter 1, Mike. He says that what? He says he's given you, yes, to take care of earth itself, but that can only be done through God's nature. So God has uh, uh, an axe. He birthed the church. The job of the church is to do what God gave Adam to do, which was to multiply, fill it, take charge. I don't know how the church became a place where we became a social club and we're not taking charge. 
It just became a place where we come, you know, to meet our church God quota, and that's it. It has to be a place where we come, we get charged to take charge. Gosh. You got to get charged, take charge. You got to have a plan. God gives you a plan. He has a purpose for you. You're not just saved to be saved. He says, the earth has he given to the children of men. He's given us the earth, church. But we can only take it by operating in his nature. And if we're not operating in his nature, tell somebody you're in trouble. All right. So we looked at colonization, right? And we defined this. So when, 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 uh, when God had this idea to create the earth. He created the earth, placed Adam in the earth, told Adam, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, I, I want where I am to look like where you are. I want where you are to look like where I am. He said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose will be loose. There should be no separation, right? Colonization, I, I, and I loved it because I don't know if you ever took sociology in college. I love sociology class. I love the concept of neo-colonialism and, and colonization. That stuff just fascinated me. Uh, and, you know, if I wasn't a preacher, I probably would study that even deeper and, and teach it at some point. But God didn't call me to do that. All right, so uh, uh, colonization, I love, I love this definition, is, is a process by which a central system of power dominates the surrounding land and its components. Just bear with me. i got to get through this. Uh, 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 definition number two was it is colonization is to exchange the culture of the territory for the culture of the kingdom. <sighs> to exchange the culture of the territory for the culture of the kingdom. So when there is colonization involved in a kingdom is taking over a territory, they pull out, and this is all through the Bible, and, and especially with Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. This is like prevalent all through the book of Daniel. There is an exchange. There is like, I'm taking this culture out and I am putting my culture in. And some of us grew up with all kind of crazy cultures. You know, some of us grew up in a culture of somebody hit you, you slapped them. You know, that was your family culture. Some of you came from a, a culture of fighting. Some of you came from a culture of whatever it was. But when you got saved, there is a new culture that you have to exchange your old culture and put in the new culture. Are you hearing me? It says whatever was happening in the kingdom was supposed to be happening in the colony as well. Gosh. So whatever's going on in heaven should be going on in the earth. Whatever smells like heaven, that smell should be smelling in the earth. The sound of heaven should be the sound in the earth. Are you hearing me? So when we start praising God, we're not praising God because we want to make noise. We are duplicating the sounds. Gosh. We are duplicating the sound. That's why he said, let everything that have breath praise. He's not just telling you to just do something because exercise. He's saying, I need you to duplicate. And what I hear in the heavens, I want to hear in the earth. Woo. That's why, that, that's why I, I, I'm, I'm not... Oh, just open your books to him 404. No, 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 no. We, we, the Bible, Ezekiel said, I, I hear the angels crying, holy, 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 holy. I mean, I mean, there's worship going on in heaven around the clock. And he says, whatever's going on in heaven, he says, if you want me to show up where you are, I need the same atmosphere. Gosh. I can't show up anything, anywhere if it's not a heavenly atmosphere. So when we start praising God, he says, he dwells in the midst and the praises of his people. He 
says, listen, I want you to make sure that whatever's going on in the heavens, going on in the earth, the term is derived from the Latin, uh, and it means to inhabit. So he inhabits the praise of his people. He colonizes in the praises of his people. He colonizes in the praises. He shows up with his culture, his ways, his power, his authority, where there's praise. So our job, when we look out in the streets and we see all the craziness going on, we are to replace it with the culture of the kingdom. You got to hear this. You ought to replace it with the culture of the kingdom. And I always tell you, RCC is not the kind of church where you're going to come, oh, that was a good service, go home and live any kind of way. My job as a pastor is to challenge you. That's my job. If I'm not challenging you, then I'm not doing my job. I'm not colonizing the kingdom to be in the earth. I colonize. That's what I do. So he moved me where? From New York to Philly because he says, I need some colonization. Come on, you got to get this. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I need some colonization. I, 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 need, I need this place to start looking like heaven. So street by street, we got to make sure it looks like heaven. We got to make sure our schools sound like heaven. We got to make sure the streets sound like heaven. Come on. When people see RCC, they should see heaven. They shouldn't see you and see hell. You know, when you, when, when you wasn't saved, they used to see you as a heck of a hellion. You ever heard that? The hellions? Like, Rob, when you wasn't saved, not now, when you wasn't saved. All right? So, so, so this is very important. So, so when we talk about colonization, this is important. I wanna, and I want to get to this point. My time is running. Uh, 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 if you've ever, man, when you get time, I want you to read uh, Luke. I'm sorry, John, the 18th chapter. John, the 18th chapter. I don't have time to go into it today. But that, that conversation, you feel me already, uh, with, with, with Jesus and Pilate. Pilate represented Caesar. And his job was to carry out the wishes of Caesar. The Roman Empire, if you've ever studied the Roman Empire, my goodness, it's a, it's a phenomenal study. It, it was the greatest empire on the planet. Colonization was their specialty. They knew how to go into a territory and transform it and make their culture that culture. They were pros at doing that. And if, when you really understand why Jesus showed up at the time that he did, because he wanted you to understand kingdom. There was no time on the planet that understood the concept of a kingdom than that time. Come on, you got to get this. So it was kingdom to kingdom. And so that's why when he was standing before Pilate, the governor, he was says, so are you a king? He says, my kingdom is not of this world. I, I am a king, but it's not of this world. Your kingdom is different from my kingdom. So the job of the governor, watch this, this is great, was sent, he was sent from the kingdom to live in the colony among the people to represent the king and execute his wishes and will in the colony. His primary purpose was to maintain the kingdom's influence and presence in that territory. So Pilate's job in the Bible was to make sure that Caesar's wishes were carried out. To make sure that when Caesar showed up to that part, that Caesar felt like he was in Rome. And here it is, Jesus says, I love this, in chapter 14, verse 16 of John, but the comforter... The counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, my God, he's a lot, the standby, right? The Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, in my place, to represent me. Wow. Sound like the role of the governor. He says, I'm leaving, I'm not here, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit who's going to represent me. He's here in my place. Watch this. To represent me and act on my behalf. Do you see this? He will teach you all things concerning my culture. <laughs> he will teach you all things concerning heaven. He will teach you all things concerning the kingdom on where I'm from. Watch this. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring you to remembrance of the laws of the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit is not just, I, I, yeah, 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 he, he'll make you get excited, but it's deeper than that. Right? Everything I have told you. So his job is what? He is in place. Christ said, I'm sending him in my place to represent me, to act on my behalf, to teach you, and to recall things to your remembrance. So when we say when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not just being filled to speak with tongues. You are filled with the will of God. Oh, man, you got to get this. You are filled with the knowledge of the kingdom. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, gosh, you, 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 you are filled with the kingdom of God in you. You are filled with the word of God in you. The laws of the kingdom begin to fill you. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It is great to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He manifests through tongues. We speak in tongues. We believe in a manifestation of that. We believe in interpretation of tongues. But after you do that, you must cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit so that your life can begin to look like the life of the kingdom. You can't speak in tongues and be mean at the same time. I know some mean tongue talkers. Y'all know, know, know what's mean. I said, how you get the Holy Ghost and you so mean? You can't have the Holy Ghost and be mean. I don't know what you got, but that's not the Holy Ghost. Because he's not mean. His job, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you are filled with the will. He will teach you all. He, you are filled with the will and the knowledge of the kingdom. So think about who you are as a child of God. Filled with the Spirit of God. You are, the enemy is intimidated by you. Because if you ever tap into the knowledge that is in you through the Spirit of God, you will turn this wilderness into a garden. He, he's intimidated by you. You will turn this wilderness into a garden. I can't tell you how many times I almost said, well, this wilderness is going to stay a wilderness, and I'm going to do something else. No, no, I, I, I had to stay put because I knew I had in me and have in me the secret to turn this wilderness into a garden. Are you hearing me here, somebody? That's the job of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at the sixfold job of, uh, of the governor, all right? The Holy Spirit for us. And I want you to write these down. One, relationship. Relationship. The governor was guaranteed, was the guarantee that the kingdom could always have access to the colony. This is important. As long as the governor was there, the kingdom always had access to come as it pleased and no outside influences can come and take over what belonged to the kingdom. And I'm going to send this Point, PowerPoint out to you in your uh, weekly thing as well. Number two, communication. Anything the king wanted the colony to know or to receive, 
he would send through the governor. So the Holy Spirit is your heaven connection. So many times when, we are, when the Spirit of God is moving and, and, and you, you hear God use Mother Bev to speak a word of knowledge, the Spirit of God, uh, the Holy Spirit is heavenly connection. So when the king is trying to get a message to the church or to you, and sometimes you feel the Spirit of God, you start speaking in an unknown tongue, and it'll give you that wisdom and that knowledge, that is the Holy Spirit giving you kingdom instructions. Man, gosh. I mean, that's better than the President of the United States calling you up. I mean, this, you, you got to understand the extent of what this is. This is big, that God wants to get a message to you. I mean, yeah, that's huge. That he loves you enough that he wants to get you instructions, but he does it through the Holy Spirit. Number three, uh, representation. The governor was the chief representative of the king and his kingdom in the colony. And John 14 and 16 proved that. He said, Jesus said, he's coming, Peter, to represent me. He's coming to do my will, to bring all things back to your remembrance concerning me. Right? That's his job. Number four, interpretation. The governor understood intimately the king's desires, ideas, intent, purposes, will, and plans. And therefore, he was the only one who could effectively interpret these things. So watch this. We, we're not clear on all things concerning the Word of God. But the Holy Spirit knows He is the master teacher. He is the master teacher. He will give you supernatural insight. The Bible said that the, this Word of God was written and given to men through the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. So think about the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the Word of God, has the ability to tell you exactly what the king is thinking. Number five, power. The governor had power. He was the only one empowered with the authority and ability to execute the king's desires. He had the authority to do it. And so when we talk about not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Come on, you got you to stay with me. The Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So when we talk about cleaning up the streets of Philadelphia, it's not going to be done in our own strength. The governor's going to give us access. He has the authority to change laws in the spirit. Gosh. He has the ability to redesign and redistribute territory. Gosh, you got to get this here today. Only he can give you land. He's been authorized by the king to redistribute as he sees fit to please the king. <laughs> All right, I know this is too much. Okay. All right. Uh, number six, uh, partnership. The governor was effectively the king's partner in rulership. The governor was effectively the king's partner in rulership. And so when we talk about the sixfold purpose of the governor, his job was to represent the kingdom on that territory. So he says, Jesus told the disciples, I'm leaving, but the Holy Spirit is going to come and you're going to be endured with power. Power to do great things that you never even dreamed possible. I love this scripture right here, and I'm going to read two scriptures and we're going to pray. In Philippians 3 and 20, just write it down and read it when you get home. But we are different because our what? Thank you. Our citizenship is in heaven. You know that was in the Bible, did you? You thought I made all this up. You thought, 
you thought I made this whole citizenship thing up. It's actually in the Bible. He says, you're different because your citizenship is not on the earth. Your citizenship is in heaven. And you should look and sound like where you're from. Your culture is not here. Your culture is from heaven. And so you're here to reculture the earth, to cultivate. That's why we get our word culture from, cultivate. So when something becomes a part of the culture, it's because it has been cultivated in the earth until it's become culture. So if we're going to redistribute and rechange, then we have to recultivate the soil of the earth to redefine how they see things. That's our job. Watch this. Because what? We are different. We are different. You're not supposed to be like everybody else. We are different. We don't sound like everybody else. We are different. We are different. And don't be embarrassed about being different. And sometimes it's weird to be different. They call me all kinds of things at work. And so, uh, oh, they definitely do. So, uh, you know, I, have, I had uh, put my two weeks in, and God was working some things out. And I put my two weeks in, and, and so uh, uh, where I was working at, they didn't want me to leave, of course, and thank God for that, because some people, they can't wait to get out the door. You know, some people, <laughs> when they don't want you to go, that's a good thing, right? And, and so uh, I, I met with my, 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 my direct report, uh, who covers a large territory. And so she says, you know, Audrey, we really don't want you to go, but you know, if, if what you're going to do, if it doesn't work out, in my mind, I'm like, this is a one-way, this is a one-way ticket. This, is, <laughs> this ain't no if it don't work out. She says, if it don't work out, you know, my door is always open. I mean, which is always a great thing to hear. So we get on the call. I'm on the call. We do a morning call at 10 o'clock, and we're on there with 15 other managers um, covering 15 other uh, areas and territory. And so she says, this is Andre's last day, last week, and uh, we're, so, we're so sad that he's leaving. And I just uh, uh, want him to tell you why, because I had told her, you know, she asked me in her office one-on-one, well, why are you leaving? I said, well, you know, I'm a part of a church plant. She says, you are? Now, she's the unbeliever. Right? She says, you are, she says, I think that is so amazing. Like, you're actually a part of a church plant. Can you tell me what a plant is, a church? So I have to go, like, into this whole detailed dissertation on what a church plant is, right? Then she says, can you, can, 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 do you mind, uh, 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 you know, talking to me some more about that? And I say, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be conservative. But talk later. Yeah, I just want you to know I'm leaving. That's all. That's the whole point. So we get in the call. She says, Andre, could you tell everyone why you're leaving? I was like, thank you. You know, I'm a very private person. So she's like, I'm like, thank you. Well, you know, <laughs> and I go through this whole dissertation about why I'm leaving. But the, the amount of respect that people had, they says, oh, now we understand. Now we, now we can understand why you, we, we, now, now, it start make, making sense. Why? Because I lived out my culture. No one can say, you did all that, and you said you were, you were a church planner? You were supposed to be a pastor, and you, were, you was out there doing No, 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 no one, no one, had, no one could come and say that to me. I didn't have to wear I'm a pastor t-shirt. I didn't have to have my I love Jesus pin. I didn't need that. I, I, <laughs> my citizenship told them. Come on, you got to get this. I'm almost done. My citizenship told them where I was from. How I conducted myself told them where I was from. How, how, how I carried myself told them where I was from. 
And I said, all right, that, that's, all right, God, you want me to be a testimony, but I love this, and I'm going to close. This is last scripture, I promise you. We'll finish another day. Acts chapter 22. Now, this is going to blow you away. You ready? This is the, the crescendo. This is, this is the crescendo. You ready? This is where you're going to get glad that you are a citizen of the kingdom. I, I, I love this, 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 this back and forth with Paul. Uh, Paul the apostle, an, an amazing man of God, right? Watch this. Uh, the commandment, which was also the commander, ordered that Paul be brought into the barracks and that he be examined by scourging in order that the commandment might learn why the people cried out thus against him. He said, we're going to beat him until we get some answers. Paul was used to being beat anyway. This is what, like, his lifestyle right about now. He was beat, shipwrecked, I mean, left for dead. I mean, we talk about, yeah, we for Jesus, but Paul was, like, on a whole nother level. I mean, probably, I get one scratch. All right, I'll tell you, you know, just, I, I don't know if I have the, the tolerance for stuff that Paul went through. Being I, I, ben, you've been in the military. Maybe he does, but I'm just like, I, no, no, I'm a chicken with that. I go to the dentist. They say, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your pain? I'm like, I'm like 50. I'm like, and if you, if you hit me, I will kick you in my chair. I'm just telling you, don't, you know, put me to sleep. That's not for my safety, for your safety. You should put me to sleep. Okay, all right. So look what he said here. He says, that he might learn why the people were crying against the watches. But when they had stretched him out with the thongs, leather straps. I mean, Paul is stretched out. Paul asked the centurion, who was standing by, is it legal for you to flog a man who was a Roman citizen? And uncondemned without a trial? Oh. You, you have me stressed out. You're about to beat me to get an answer. But is it legal for you to do this to a Roman citizen? I love this. Look, 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 look what he says here. Watch this. He says, when the centurion heard that, he went to the commandment and said to him, what are you about to do? This man is a Roman citizen. Oh, gosh. So the commandment came and said to Paul, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, yes, indeed. The commandment replied, I purchased this citizenship as a capital investment for a big price. Paul said, but I was born. Oh, you got to get this. I was born a Roman citizen. Gosh. See, when you got saved, you didn't just get saved to come to church. You got born again. You were born a citizen of the kingdom. Man, when I read this, I had church by myself, Ben. I was like, my wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I'm a citizen, for real. Like, you have rights as a citizen. God, you got to get this. Paul knew that they were stepping outside their boundaries by putting their hands on him, and he was a Roman citizen. Look at this last verse. It says, uh, and instantly, watch this, today, things are not going to happen in stages. He said, today, there's an instantly anointing in this place today. Come on, come on, I'm going to say it again. I need you to receive this. Come on, come on. Uh, th th this is not a, well, a five-step program to your deliverance or a step to your healing or 15 steps to debt-free. He said, this is going to be an instantly Instantly, watch this, instantly, God, once they found out his citizenship, instantly, those who were about to examine and flock him withdrew from him, 
And the commandment also was frightened for he realized that Paul was a Roman citizen and he had put him in chains. The enemy has no right touching your family. He has no right touching your bodies. He has no right touching your finances. When he, now that you know who you are and he knows you know, instantly. Man, I wish I had the instant. Look at somebody say it's going to happen instantly. Now, if I, was, I, I can really work that closing, but I'm, I'm going to leave you alone today. I mean, think about that. And we close and close your Bibles. He said there was not a delay. There was not delay. Chris, he says, the minute, he says, wait, 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 wait. Do you know who I am? <laughs> you got to let the devil know that you know who you are. Because he'll punk you if he thinks you're scared to speak up. I, I, I told Lord this week, I says, you know, when I had put my two weeks notice in, because things have started moving, and then it was a glitch. And I was like, all right, I can't go back now. I'm like, Lord, did you just set me up? I'm, I'm, I'm going, my mind has got to go through all these things. You know, I'm thinking as a pastor, but I'm more thinking now as a, as a husband and a father. I'm thinking provision. I'm thinking all these things. I'm like, all right, Lord, you know. You're going to have to do something. And so I'm like, you know, I'm talking around like Ray, you know, I, Ray's like, I don't care. I, I, I'm packing. <laughs> I was like, we need to just calm down and take a couple of steps back and think this through. No, 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 no. I'm packing. I'm going to work. I come home. She got 10 more boxes packed. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I know you got faith. I got faith too, but we need some common sense. And she just kept packing. Come on, come on, because she knew who she was as a citizen. Gosh. So I was like, listen, if you're going to pack, as long as you ain't going to be mad at me, I'm going to pack with you. I mean, come on. And she just kept packing, and she kept packing. I was like, all right, we're going to just keep packing. I'm out by faith. We're going to believe it's going to work out. And when it got worked out, she was like, I told you, why she packing boxes? I told you. I told you, I told you we're going to be out of here. This, this, this is up. This, this is done. We got to get to the other side. This is, this is it. Come on. I'm going to tell you the word and close your Bible and stand to your feet. I'm going to tell you the word that God gave me this week while I was in transition. And the enemy was trying to hold on to every cell in my body not to let me fully get over here. God told me, he says, when I opened up the sea for Moses, it stayed open until every person got across. Man. That's what he said, Jack. He said, he says, not, he said not one drop of water fell until every person crossed over. And he says, that wall's going to stay open until you get completely across. And that same word I feel for you today, that whatever you are believing God for, whatever you are standing in faith for, whatever you are standing believing God, he get, that wall is not going to collapse until everything that he promised you comes to pass. Come on, everything. minute Paul said who he was, then instantly, 
things begin to happen. Oh, he don't mind you. Watch this. They knew Paul was a Christian. They knew he was a preacher. But that didn't stop them from putting him on the table as when he said where he was from. I know a lot of preachers who are getting beat up on the table. <laughs> I know a lot of church people who are getting beat up on the table because they won't stand in the authority of their citizenship. You got to get this here today. You got to stand in your kingdom authority and take charge. You got to speak life no matter what. You got to speak life no matter what. You got to decree and declare the word of the Lord. Because this word has the ability to change your entire life. You understand what I'm telling you? This word has the ability. And it's the job of the governor to make sure that the will of the king is done in every citizen's life. Every person. Instantly, those who are about to examine him, flog him, they withdrew. While you're praising God today, there's some withdrawals are going to take place. Your name is being withdrawn off of people's lists that intended to do you harm and do you danger and do you wrong. He said, I'm withdrawing your names. Gosh, you got to get this today. Instantly, those that were set to flog him took their hands off him, Sister B, because they said, I can't touch him because... He's a citizen. Gosh. We declare to the enemy today that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And he can't touch you. He can't touch your health. He can't touch your family. He can't touch your finances. He can't touch your minds. Your children. He can't touch it in Jesus' name. He can't touch it. He can't touch it. Paul was about to be beat, but because he spoke up and he knew the laws. Come on, you got to know. You got to know the laws that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. You got to know the law that he goes before me and makes every crooked road straight. You got to know the law that he's given me power to get well. You got to know the law that with his stripes I am healed. You got to know the law that the fruit of my body is blessed. You have to know the law that I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. He knew the law and the law got him out of trouble. Know who you are in God. Declare who you are in God. Speak who you are in God. Stand on who you are in God. I just want you to lift those hands up and just Begin to boldly praise your king and give your king thanks and give your king honor and thank your king that you are not just a church member, you are a citizen of the kingdom. You are led by the Holy Spirit. You are guided by the Holy Spirit. Instantly, things are taking place. Not in five years, not in six years. Instantly, things are taking place. Right now, things are taking place. 
I want you just to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Lord, just sing that song, the atmosphere is changing. Now you was, you was right in the pocket. And I want you just to take a minute, just worship God for just for a couple of seconds. And as you worship, supernatural kingdom strength is coming in. You shall not fail. You shall not fall. You shall not falter. He is coming in and rearranging your life. He's rearranging. He's moving stuff over. And you got to tell him, God, anything that's in me that does not look like the kingdom, rip it out. Rip it out. Things that I'm holding on, rip it out. Rip it out of me. Let me be who you called me to be. Let me stand how you called me to stand. Let me be in the God nature. Let your kingdom manifest in my culture, in my lifestyle. Everything that I do, people will know that I am saved. Take out every ounce of compromise. Every ounce of compromise. Every label the world has given me. If I can't find it in your word, I get rid of it in the name of Jesus. I define myself only as God defines me. I shut off and shut out. the world's definition of who I am. But God, let me walk where you say I should walk. Come on, worship him. The atmosphere, come on. The atmosphere is changing now. 